Welcome back to the Becoming CEO podcast, where we decide every single day to become the CEO we were created to be. Over here, we're low-key ratchet and high-key saved, okay? Listen, I know what it feels like to have the hugest to-do list, feel super unclear on what to do next in your business, download all the freebies, and still be stuck at square one. And darling, that's over for you today. Hey boo, I'm Kay Hillman. I'm a scientist turned five-figure photographer turned marketing and business strategist for female service providers building profitable businesses. I'm the coach for confused peeps. Boo thang, it's time to ditch the hustle. Listen close, darling, as I snatch your mindset, clarify your messaging, and drop marketing gems. When you roll with me, you'll gain confidence, clarity, and sales as you become the highest version of your Yourself. Let's get this money. Hey, Boo. Welcome back to the Becoming CEO podcast. Before we get into today's episode, I want to share with you a must-listen-to podcast called Multi-Passionate Mastery. If you're multi-passionate like me, you're going to love this show. Multi-Passionate Mastery is all about embracing your diverse interests and defining your own version of success without sacrificing your creativity. Host Deanna Joy, who is a dear friend of mine, is a life coach and a multi-passionate herself, so she really gets it. She shares practical tips and strategies to help you prioritize and focus so you can make the most of your many talents. What sets multi-passionate mastery apart is the way that Joy combines relatable stories from her own life with actionable solutions to common problems faced by multi-passionates that you won't find anywhere else. It's literally like having a supportive friend who truly understands what you're going through. And you know, that is my vibe. Don't miss out on this incredible resource. Head on over to your favorite podcast app right now and search for multi-passionate mastery. Subscribe, listen, Listen and join the movement of multi-passionates who are prioritizing, thriving, and no longer apologizing for choosing to be masterful over their own creative expression. Tune in today and tell her that Kay sent you. Hey, boo. Hey. So you guys, I have a really good treat for you today. My boo, my friend, Abby is on the show. Now, listen, I'm going to let her introduce herself and we're going to kind of talk about how we met because actually I I met Abby in a mastermind. I'm going to kind of start with this one. I met Abby in a mastermind and we quickly became fast friends. And over time, God, Lord Jesus, (laughs) over time, Abby's faith, I'm like thinking of so many different things that I want to say, but Abby's faith over time has just grown so much. And honestly, and I've said this to you before, but I'm going to say it to you again, you have even strengthened my faith. And I know that you sometimes are like, oh, I'm still newer to to my faith walk and all that. But listen, the way that you show up for God, the way that you love God, the way that you speak about him, the way that you interweave him into all the conversations you have, it's just so inspiring for me. And it really just helps me stay rooted and connected to what I believe in. So I want to give you your flowers for that, boo, because man, it's just, uh, just seeing God in you. Like I can literally see him in you and it's just, it's encouraging for me and it keeps me pushing. But anyway, introduce yourself, tell us all about you, all the things. <laughs> okay, you have me crying over here already. We're 30 seconds in. This is going to be, whew, it's going to be a, an episode. I think I could say all of that right back to you. You have been such an inspiration for me. And I am so grateful that we've met. I mean, it's such a divine appointment that we have met and connected and can help strengthen each other. And I'm so grateful because you have shown me that God does not have to be separate from my business. God is my business. Yes. And it's like, it's not me like being with you in that mastermind just helped me see that 
this isn't my business. The money that I make is not me. It's not for like, I am, I am a vessel. I am a manager of God's money. And I am like working like with God's people, you know, and, and it's all for him and his glory. And it literally has nothing to do with me. And it's not separate. It's not my spirituality and my business. It's all interconnected and everything is just on purpose. You know, everything is on purpose. I mean, I feel like that is just a great way to talk about everything that we're going to talk about in this episode, Mm -hmm. because I feel like sometimes, and you kind of said it, it's like, we think about things in its own pockets, like my faith, my motherhood, my business, like, like they're all in their own compartments. But like, they're not, you know, like with God, they're not like it all works together. Our health, right? We're going to talk about our health. And it's like, mm-hmm. all these things work together. It's not something that's like, oh, you can put this in its little box. And once you check it off, you can move on. Like, no, everything is so interconnected. And, you know, the, that mastermind that we joined, it really kind of shifted my perspective on how I showed up because not that I compartmentalize things, but you know, I was a little bit on the softer side of things. Like I, you know, I, I wouldn't say certain things. So I'm like, oh, I don't want to be too polarizing. I don't want to be too, you know, whatever. But it's like, like you said, this is God's business. This is God's money. And we are here to be stewards of that, just like we're supposed to be a good steward over our bodies. And so I want you first to introduce yourself, like tell us what you do. That way, when we're talking about things, people can kind of be like, okay, now I get why they're talking about this because I want to bring into, you know, people's awareness, all the health coaching, all the different things that you do. So tell us what that is. And then we're going to circle back into this because I think it's a great segue into my first question for you. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So I have been a health and life coach for the last five years. I founded my company, Be About Being Better, an online health coaching company. And I always thought that I was going to go to medical school. So, okay, we got to have that in common. Took the MCAT twice. Okay, you were actually there. Girl. Um, Ooh, I didn't make it. I didn't make it there because I had pulled my applications and I was just like, this isn't aligning for me. And I invested the entirety of my savings into launching my business and going the entrepreneur route. And but I've always been surrounded by health and wellness coming from a family of doctors. And my family has always valued nutrition. It was very rare and kind of weird for my grandfather, you know, who was a physician, ophthalmologist, eye plastic surgeon. He also had his degree in nutrition. And would loop that. And it was very revolutionary at the time to be a surgeon counseling people on nutrition and how that can help with their eye health. So that's just how I grew up. Like things were whole body wellness, nutrition is a part of that, food is medicine. So I my family really wasn't surprised after I launched my business where I was like, hey, I really want to go back to school. I want to get my master's in nutrition and exercise physiology. So last year I graduated my master's from Columbia and I kind of have that dual degree, nutrition and exercise physiology. And now I'm working towards being a registered dietitian. So we're doing all the things. So right now, in addition to running my business full time, I am in my dietetic internship and I will sit for the registered dietitian exam this summer and then I'll be officially an RD. And I am specifically passionate about being in the non-diet space. I'm very anti-diet. I'm not about get fit quick solutions. I'm not about counting your calories or macros or weight loss. I'm all about a sustainable, healthy lifestyle that's free of dieting. And you know, I truly believe that you could be healthy at any size. 
So I'm very health at every size aligned and I'm a certified intuitive eating counselor. So I'm all about intuitive eating and just about sustainability. And that's me. I love it. You know, as you were talking, I was sitting here thinking like life really does happen. Like evolution really does happen. And and when I say evolution, I mean like evolution <laughs> in thought, you know, like, yeah. Wow. You know, when you were talking, I was like, you know what? There was like a long time period where like dieting, like hardcore dieting was the thing, you know? And now, thank God, we have moved into, right? And we've moved into like a more sustainable way. But even when you think about other aspects of life, like business or like, you know, your home life. I mean, I, I see a lot of moms shifting from that busy mom lifestyle to simple living, slower living. So with you talking about like, okay, sustainable, you know, sustainable ways to actually take care of your body, like not, not just going on a crash diet because I'm trying to lose, you know, 20 pounds or whatever, but like really what's that, what's that thing that we can do long-term to have the bodies that we want but not even just the bodies that we want to be a good steward of what we have, you know, like yes, our yes. only body. So like being a really like being a good steward of that. And I've let that so interesting when I think about just how life has, well, not life, but like just how things shift, because I definitely remember like when I was a little kid, my mom would be like drinking the slim pass. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Just like now, I'm I'm appalled. Like slim fast. <laughs> like yeah, I'm like my mom? mom and I. I was in like seventh grade, and my mom was like, "Let's do a keto challenge for a week," and would send me off to school with South Beach diet bars on Special K. I'm like, oh my goodness! Right. Um, also, but the Special K diet was just all the Special K products. That was the diet. That was like, what exactly <laughs> the, the 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 gag is like. So funny. And I think, you know, you start to make that shift from hardcore dieting to a sustainable, healthy lifestyle through getting away from that perfectionist mindset and focusing more on consistency and realizing that those are not interchangeable terms. And to be consistent means that we're perfect. It means that we're always going to do something for our health when maybe previously when we were in the diet mindset, we would have done nothing. Like if we couldn't go to the gym for an hour, then it looks like I can't exercise today. So instead it looks like, well, okay, maybe I could go for a walk for 20 minutes. I can do a 60 second plank. I can do an at-home workout with a YouTube video. Like there's so many other options now. And maybe it's like, okay, maybe exercise is really out of the cards. So I'm just going to focus on nutrition and I'm going to put this bag of frozen vegetables in the microwave and I'm going to open up this can of green beans and have that as a side, I'm going to focus on nutrition, trying to get some more vegetables in, in an easy way, or mm, nutrition's kind of out of the cards. Let me focus on water or optimizing sleep. Like we need to expand our definition of what health is and diet culture wants us to zero in on it and be like, to be healthy, you have to number one, be striving for thinness and you have to focus on exercising excessively and focus on severe caloric restriction or some sort of dietary restriction. And it's just like, that's not realistic over the long term, especially for busy moms. It's like, that just adds way more stress. So we got to focus on doing something instead of nothing. Oh man, this is so good. It makes me think about this thing. I don't think I came up with this, but I say all the time, living in the both and instead of the either or, you know, dieting the way that diet culture has Mm. been. And you know, in some spaces it still is, right? It's still a thing, but it's like, it it makes you think, like you said, either or, either I'm going to go all in, go to the gym, work hard, you know, for hours on end to restrict my, my calories 
or I'm going to do nothing, right? If I can't do the extreme thing, then I'm going to do nothing versus like you said, being in that both and where it's like, okay, maybe today or maybe this week, maybe this month, because life is crazy, right? I have kids, whatever. I'm not able to get in the gym. So let me be intentional about my water intake, right? Finding other ways where you can still be on this journey of wellness, of health without having to, you know, go overboard for lack of better words, because it really does get excessive and extreme. Something that I really want to talk about, because you and I talk about this privately, and I would love to bring this over here, is we talk a lot about, and, and obviously I know your background in the health space with nutrition, all those things, but we also talk about our faith. And we talk about how with our faith and, you know, just thinking about the concept of, you know, our body is our only temple, right? This is our temple and things like that. We talk about these things and we also talk about the impact that this has on, you know, our health has on our relationships, our faith, our finances, our ability to do well in our business. What is something that you notice? And I feel like I know what your answer is, but what is something that you, <laughs> that you notice, especially with, you know, moms and maybe not even just moms, but people that just, you know, we're busy, right? We have jobs, we have, you know, all these different hats that we're wearing. What do you think is like the number one thing that we could do in order to like, like a first start of like, okay, I'm going to, instead of trying to crash diet, I'm going to shift my perspective and try to figure out something more sustainable. What, what will, like, where will we start in this? Hmm. Well, I think it's starting to figure out, like, if I'm just going, if I realistically can't do everything. I haven't been able to keep up with that. Not realistic. We know this. If I'm only going to do one thing, what what is that one thing? And I think every person could probably answer that for themselves. And I could give you a million different examples. But I think each person listening to this right now knows like, okay, out of all of the healthy habits out there and all the things that I could do, if I only had time for one thing, I'm going to try and pick the thing that's going to make the biggest difference for me in the maybe the shortest amount of time. And that's going to look different for everyone. And it might look different for you each day and which season you're in, depending on what's going on that day. You know, I, there was a time recently, you know, I was home from school and I was taking care of my grandfather at the end of his life. And I was really close to this was the you know physician. He was in nutrition. So we just had a really special bond. And at that time I knew that I really needed to focus on my mindset. I didn't have a lot of time to exercise. I moved when I could, but I didn't have a lot of time to exercise. Nutrition was kind of a wash. Like the family was just all together taking care of him. We're just ordering takeout and I'm just going to eat whatever the family's eating at that time. So nutrition was kind of a wash, but I knew I needed to keep my mindset. So I prioritized journaling and Bible time. I was like, I was, I was literally, I was religious with that in the morning. I was like, I need to take, even if it was just five minutes. I, like, I needed to prioritize that and take care of myself before I had to serve and take care of and be there for the rest of my family. But then on the flip side, when I was helping to take care of my grandmother at the end of her life, I, I was in Florida at the time. I was actually staying at her nurse's house. Like it was, it was kind of a whole scenario. But at that time, I was like, oh, I am really craving nutrient dense food and I'm going to be here for a couple of weeks. I can't afford, to, number one, I can't afford to just get takeout for two weeks. And that's not going to make me feel good and be able to show up for her and give me the energy. Because when you're getting fast food all the time, you, you feel you're kind of in a slump. And I just didn't, I just didn't want to deal with that. And I didn't want to, I couldn't compromise my energy because I needed to show up for my grandma. 
So I ended up going grocery shopping and, but I got easy meals. Like I got a rotisserie chicken. I got frozen vegetables. I got microwavable rice. And I went to the dollar store and bought myself some meal prep containers that I ended up throwing out at the end of the trip. I'm like, Hey, I got this from the dollar store, not a big deal, but I was able to make some very easy nutrient dense meals for myself while I was like staying at this random woman's house who was like helping to take care of my grandma at the nursing home. So that's what I had to prioritize at that time. So I think you have to ask yourself, what do I need in this season? And out of all the healthy habits, what's that one thing that's going to make the biggest difference and be that something when I would previously do nothing like, oh, I'm too busy. Oh, I'm too tired. Oh, I got to focus. You know, the kids are sick. Got to worry about them. Can't worry about me. Where it's like, ah, we, we actually have to try and focus on ourselves a little bit so that we can show up for them the way that they need us to. Okay. You did not answer that the way I thought, but it was better. I mean, I was going to say, that was so much better. That was so much better. I thought you were going to say, drink your water. Oh, (laughs) drink your water. But you know what? But you know what? Drink your water is a Jago response. So I should have known better. Jago is like on me about drinking my water. But I think you're right. That's so funny. That's, honestly, that's a good place to start because if you know right now, and that's kind of what I'm saying, like if you know you're not drinking enough, that is a kind of the low hanging fruit, a really easy way to start. And if you feel thirsty, that means you're two percent dehydrated. And to put that in perspective, fifteen percent dehydration is fatal. So we got to up our water intake. Yeah. (laughs) But you know what, though? So even though you didn't say drink your water, you answered the question the way like so perfectly because drinking water for me is my one thing that I can do right now. And I think that that is the key. And it's just like with anything in life, right? People, you can ask someone, you know, how do I do this? Where do I start? And a lot of times it really depends, right? It's It depends on the person, depends on what's going on in your life, what season you're in. It depends on so many different things. So I love your response because it opens the door and you gave two very different examples, right? Well, two similar examples, but they were like two different things you needed in that season, right? And one season is listen, I, if there's just too much that's going on right here, but I can prioritize my mental health, my spiritual health, right? That's the health that we're focusing on or, you know, optimizing right now. But then on the other side, it's like, okay, I I know I need to take care of my actual body right now. So let me figure. And I, I mean, I love you said, oh, you got a rotisserie chicken, frozen vegetables. Sometimes I feel like I know for me, I will overcomplicate healthy food. I'll be like, ah, if I can't drink, if I can't pluck it off the tree myself, then I can't like, <laughs> what girl, what are we Which, talking there's about? A ti- there's a time and place for that. But sometimes we just need convenience. And I think people need here, especially busy moms that it's the same nutritional value the frozen vegetables the canned if it's if you're using canned vegetables so just try and rinse it off because there's usually extra sodium on there so just rinse it off but it's the same nutritional value as a fresh vegetable so let's lean on convenience yes oh good listen convenience is my middle name honey because if it takes me longer than 10 minutes i'm out like <laughs> no it's a no for me but i i mean like i mean i just really love what you said, because I feel like it's so true in every area, even when you think about your faith, right? There are some seasons that you have time for a 30 minute hour long, you know, prayer session or Bible study with God every day. And then there are other seasons where it's like, 
listen, I'm so exhausted. I'm running on the last, like the last shred of my sanity. I got about 10 minutes to read this devotional on the Bible app and we're just going to keep it moving, you know? So it's like, I mean, I feel like this is such practical advice for anything, right? We can use this for anything, even in business. It's like, sometimes you only have one hour that you can dedicate to the business. We just got to pick the most important thing and keep it moving. Like it is what it is. So I love, love, love that as a starting point for us. I would love to know, what do you feel like, people can do if they're in a season of, and I'm trying to think of like my listeners, like I know my, my listeners, a lot of them are in the season of just not busyness, like busy Martha, you know, we're not, we're not Martha's over here. It's Mm -hmm. just like, there's a lot of chaos in life, right? We're wives, we're moms, we're building businesses. Some of us are working jobs, right? We're doing all these different things. And something that I see that happens a lot is our own personal needs go by the wayside. You know, so what would you say to someone who clearly like we're just letting ourselves go like we're, like we're literally when, when when there's a list of things, we put ourselves at the very bottom if we're even on the list. What would you say to that person when it comes to, OK, but there are things coming up in our health that we really do need to address? I feel like sometimes I have the thought of where do I even start? Like by the time I get the kids dressed and do all these different things, I might know I need to eat. But it's like, I got to run to the next thing I do. And it's like, how do we even find the time or the space? You know, I I don't even know if you get what I'm asking, but I know this is a thing that comes up because I talk about it in coaching all the time. And I'm just like, girl, I'm struggling with you. Like, (laughs) I really am. Yeah, 100 percent. This is something like so many people struggle with. And I think moms specifically. And I want to acknowledge that I'm not yet a mom and I don't want this to you can also check me if this comes up. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, we're all about tough love over here. So, I mean, yeah, girls, yeah. I get it, get it. <laughs> but I've also coached a lot of moms as well. And they have found this. I think part of it, the first step is having that mindset shift. If you're always putting yourself at the bottom of the to-do list. You know, I always say that the missus has to come first. M-R-S. Me first. Responsibility second. Serving others third. Wait a second. That was good. The business comes first, me first, responsibility second, and then what? Serving others third? Serving others third. I love Which Jesus might be like, "Mm, you need to be washing some feet, man. You made me spit out my water. (laughs) (laughs) But okay, here's what, okay, why I think this still makes sense. Because in order for you to show up for the people that you need to serve, you need to, you can't be pouring from an empty pitcher we got to have something to be able to give. So I'm not saying that you need to just prioritize yourself all day, every day, and nobody else matters. It's like, no, take those five, 10 minutes in the morning or take a break in the middle of the day, or like, you'll be able to figure out when is the best time for you to have you time based on your schedule and your family and the season of life that you're in. But it's like, you have to come first so that you have the energy, the bandwidth, and just the capacity to be able to give something to your roles or responsibilities that you have to take care of. And then the people that you have to serve. And it, it it's not about like, it, I think people think that, oh, self-care is selfish. It's like, no, this is necessary so that you can serve your family or the people in your life or, you know, your clients and actually have something to give. And 
thinking about what they deserve and what they're looking for. It's like they need you to be in your best state. So if you're neglecting yourself, like I heard on a podcast, I mean, this was years ago, but putting yourself at the bottom of your to-do list and like almost martyring yourself in that way is self-sabotage masked as nobility. It's like, we think that it's this like amazing thing that we're doing. Like, oh, look, great. I'm a great mom. I'm just going to put myself on the back burner because I'm serving other people. But it's like, you're actually sabotaging yourself and you're not able to serve the other people and show up for your roles and responsibilities the way that they need you to. Oh, that was so good. And you know what? Actually, when you, you said, I'm not sure how Jesus would feel about this, but you know what I thought about? And I think I've mentioned this, this to you like in passing once, but it's like, but no, Jesus took a lot of self-care breaks. Like when I really think about it, I mean, like it was it's a little dramatic in my opinion, like drastic. I probably wouldn't like go 40 days with no food and stuff, but like, you know, he took time to recharge, right? He took time to spend with his yes. to get himself in in a good space so that he could go and serve the multitudes right so that he could do all the work that he did so even when you think took a lot of alone time right Mm -hmm. when you think about it from that perspective it's like no this the missus really does like it's in perfect alignment right it's in perfect alignment with just the example that we have and i love to look to the bible for like examples and i mean you know i try not to be that person that like takes every little scripture and like oh how can i apply it to my business or you know because the bible is not about me and like a a personal like manifesto for myself but you know sometimes i am able to see things and it's like the example right like the example of how to live life how to steward life well and like you said like to your point it's like it doesn't do anybody any favors if we do stay at the bottom of the list. And you know, that's a lesson that I had to learn the very, 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 very hard way. (laughs) Now that I, you know, have two kids, I just learned like the hard way that like, I can't be in this role of, okay, everybody goes first and then mommy is last. Because if that happens, eventually I reach, you know, you reach that breaking point. You reach that point where it's like, like, you know, and and at that point you're, beyond useless in terms of like being productive but it's like you just feel terrible like you just feel terrible just spirals out of control and just some of the worst ways and it's so interesting because I feel like as moms you and and I'm not gonna say as moms as women we find ourselves so often in like caregiver roles and serving roles and stuff and so it can be hard to prioritize things like your health like your faith all these other areas when you are feeling like Ah, oh, but man, everybody like everyone needs me. But I love mm. this Mrs. I mean, I really hope we can like drive home this Mrs. analogy or Mrs. I hope so too. Girl, and I also good. think there's a difference between being busy. Like I think we our society glorifies being busy. And I was just reading in a book yesterday called Lead Like Jesus. And they said busy is an acronym for being under Satan's yoke. Whoa. And I'm like, oh, that's so good. Because when we're busy, normally we are burning the candle at both ends. We're burning ourselves out. We're not prioritizing ourselves, but we're glorifying being busy where we need to be busy glorifying God and, you know, prioritizing ourselves first. And just because we're in this resurrection season right now, we're recording this around Easter. And, you know, I've been thinking so much about the body of Christ and communion and the Eucharist and like when we take communion, that is the body of Christ that we're ingesting and is within us. So Christ lives within us. And we know the Holy Spirit is within us as well. 
And you have to think like if somebody was staying in your house, if you were having a guest over, like you make sure everything is clean. You make sure, Hey, do you need anything to drink? Are you comfortable? How did you sleep last night? How was the temperature? Like you're making sure that everything is okay in the house. We need to make sure that everything is okay in our house, because this is where Christ is. He is in our body. Um, I'm sure you can see my face like a lighting up with just like, wow, I get it. That makes so much sense, right? Mm -hmm. If someone is in your house, you're going to want to take care one of your home to make sure that it looks the way it needs to be and everything's going well, but also so that, oh man, Abby, you done broke my brain. But I don't want people to get confused with, oh, now I need to just work on aesthetics and I need to just tone up and I need to lose weight and then God will love me. It's like, mm, no, this is that's some Gwen Shamblin shenanigans, okay? Absolutely not. Nar. That's why we need to go to Matthew 6, Matthew 6, 24, and I think through 34, and realize that we are more than a body. It doesn't matter what we wear. It doesn't matter what we eat. We focus too much on what we're eating, what we're drinking, you know, what's the right diet for us to be on. And there are some people that need to, like, if you have celiac disease, I understand you need to focus on what you're eating, but I think we just overcomplicate it too much. And we focus too much on that. It's not about the aesthetics. And when I say that Christ is in our body, it's, I think it's the habit. It's our spirit. It's the, you know, the intention behind the things we're not doing things for vanity. I think so much that so much of what you're saying and talking about, and I'm just going to keep saying this because we have these conversations in private. It just applies to Mm -hmm. so many different areas of our life, right? Like not worrying about the aesthetic, not worrying about like how exactly does it need to be done? Like not worrying about, you know, or, or not trying to be overly busy, right? All those things we see happen in every area of our life, not just our health, right? We see it happen in our health. We see it happen in our business. We see it happen in our home life where we're focused on making everything look pretty, making everything look perfect, figuring out the one correct, you know, I use that in quotes because there's really no one correct way to do something. And it's like, we're so focused on those things that we miss what actually matters and we miss the beauty of the process sometimes. And I mean, is is it fun? Is going to the gym or drinking water, you know, always fun when you want to actually drink a Coke? No, but you're not saying that I can't drink a Coke, right? Like you're saying, yeah. hey, let's just think about what is that one thing that you can do right now that can get you closer to having a, a more, uh, how should we even think about our bodies? What should we think of? What, what, what should we call this? Are we calling it a temple? What are we calling this? How should we approach, we- you know? <laughs> Well, I feel like we're the body of Christ, right? Like we are his vessels. I love that. Yeah. And we need the channels to be open. Like we can't hear what God is trying to tell us in the next direction. We can't hear his, his will for our lives. If number one, we're not engaging in his word, we're not open and we're just getting in the busyness and we're too in the doing versus trying, you know, really keeping the channels open. That is such a great point. And I think about this also when I think about not just being in the word, but also when I'm not eating well, right? Sometimes, you know, I will just go on this thing where I'm eating fast food for like the whole week. It is what it is. But like when it happens, like 
I feel terrible and I cannot connect, right? Because outside of eating, I'm probably sleeping because I'm just so exhausted from the yeah. food that I that's like, you know, really just weighing me down. Mm-hmm. And then in turn, I'm not able to really hear from God. I'm not, I'm not feeling as connected. And I know it's because my body is just not right. Like my body. And you know, something that I've noticed, and I'm sure that you know this to be probably a fact, is that like our body speaks to us a lot. Something will happen and will like be that indicator that, okay, something yeah, you'll feel wrong, right. you know, like something is wrong. And I feel like those are also things that are like reminding me like, okay, girl, I know you like cheeseburgers and chicken nuggets, but maybe we should try a little water. I don't know. Like, <laughs> maybe we need some water. But water. I also want to say, because it's both and, I don't think what you're saying is wrong by any means. And I think people need to hear that message where it's like, all right, if we're just having fast food every single day, like might need a vegetable here and there, or we might need to meal prep to make the healthy options more convenient for ourselves. But I also think that food can serve many purposes. And mm-hmm. I don't want people to listen to this and then take it to the extreme. Like, okay, if I'm going to treat my body as a temple, I can only eat super clean and I need to cut all these things out. Right. And it's bad if I, you know, have a regular Coke or if it's bad, if I order pizza, it's like, no, no, no. Like food serves many purposes. So like, what's the intention behind it? Am mm-hmm. I eating all these things all week because I really didn't prepare when I maybe could have, okay, that's good. It's not a failure. It's good feedback for next week. But also, am I enjoying this burger and fries and regular soda out because I'm, it's a social thing or, you know, more of an emotional connection, not trying to fill an emotional void. We're not coping emotionally, but are we connecting socially? Right. You know, there's a food just has so many purposes and it's okay to eat a cookie or have ice cream because that's what you like, need in the moment. You know what I mean? Like it's, you know, this food can serve many other purposes. I love that you made that point though, about food has many purposes, because I do think you hear a lot of times, and this is, this is the influence of diet culture where it's like, certain foods are bad or you shouldn't eat this. You know what I'm saying? You see my first example is like fast food, right? That's, that's my issue. Like my issue is like, okay, girl, maybe we can like try to meal prep next week, which, you know, we are doing those things. But I, I love your point of saying like, but it doesn't mean that when you're going out and being social with your friends or going out and celebrating that you have to eat a salad if you don't want a salad. Like if you want a burger, enjoy your burger and fries. And next week you could do whatever you want to do next week. We can take it as a day by day thing. And I think that yes. that's the beauty of just living life, right? Is that every day you can make a different choice. Every day you can do something different Mm -hmm. that can be better or not as helpful, right? And you, we kind of cross that bridge when we get there. But I feel like this all just kind of goes back to your initial point of like, you know what you need in this season of life. And as long as you're honoring that, and as long as we are like taking care of ourselves, you know, as best we can, right? We're not going to be perfect at like, you know, taking care of ourselves. But as long as we like try to do our best day by day, I feel like that is where you come in. I feel like that's where like the key thing is. And and it, and honestly, it makes me have a better relationship. When I see your content, I'm like, okay, I'm fine. You know, they DM me the other day. They're like, wow, you have such a crazy life. Like your story times are so wild. How does this stuff happen? Do you on a daily basis? You do have the wildest. Yeah, you do have the wildest story times. Like you really do. But I mean, it's it's so fun. But I mean, like you know, I mean it in the best way. Let me say that. I mean, in the best way. When I see your stuff, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm good. Like you know, it just helps me not feel so bad about the food that I'm eating, Mm -hmm. or feel so bad about oh, I'm not going to the gym seven days a week, so I'm just like not doing what I need to do. Like it just makes me feel a lot better. And then also, I feel like going to like a mindset piece, it's like, 
if we already have a negative mindset or a negative like response when we think about anything dealing with our health and our bodies, we'll never make any progress right? We'll always be just like living in this just place where it's like, oh, oh, why well, I, I want to do this. But because you feel so negatively about your health or whatever, you just don't make any, any steps in any. Yes. <laughs> oh, this is been, okay. We've kind of talked about this a little bit offline, but I want to bring here, we can cut this out. If because <laughs> I'm workshopping this idea in this comparison, I'm doing a deep dive in Romans right now. So huh, I need to like open Romans, but it, this just sticks out to me so much. And watching The Chosen has also brought this to life for me. I'm obsessed with watching The Chosen because it's nice to be able to see it. Like, yes, we're reading the word, but it's nice to actually see it and see the people like, you know, the Pharisees and the Jewish people at the time that weren't followers of Jesus and were just so about the law and the rules. These are the people that are immersed in diet culture in today's society. They are so about the rules and, you know, what's on the diet? What's not? Am I following it? Am I not that very, you know, black and white, rigid, rule-based thinking? And, you know, Jesus gave us grace. Jesus gave us a new way of, of living and and I guess also also eating as well. So, okay, I was reading in Romans and I was like, this just made me think about, okay, it's Romans 7, 10 through 13. Okay, so he said, I found that the very commandment that was intended to bring life actually brought death. Then goes the commandment deceived me. Okay, and then later on it says, it used what is good to bring about my death. And with diet culture, it confuses us because it's like, oh, we're doing this for our health. Eating a vegetable isn't bad. So this must be good, right? Like this is nutritious food, but it's like, actually, if you are just eating clean all the time and avoiding eat, having the burger or having a soda or having ice cream, you think you're doing something for your health, but it actually might be very disordered. You might be putting yourself at risk for getting an eating disorder. You might be living so rigidly by this rules. And that's not what that's not what God intended. So it's interesting that diet culture is almost deceiving you in a way. And diet culture gives us so much hope. It's like, okay, once I lose the weight, then I'll be confident, successful. I'll be able to go out on dates. I'll have more energy. Business will take off. You know, I'll just, once I look a certain way, or if I follow this diet perfectly, then it's it's just all empty promises. Yes. Yes. Oh man. First off, you you said you were workshopping it, but that was spot on because <laughs> no, and it really is spot on, and it makes so much sense because I mean, and we can see it again in so many. You mentioned like all the areas of life that you can see it happen in, but this is so mm-hmm. true. Like sometimes something looks like oh, this is perfect, like this is what we should be doing, but we don't see what could be happening under under the scenes, right? Or on, on the under, like, we don't realize like okay, yeah, like on the surface, this looks cool, but really this might not actually be the best thing. And I love how you said, like sometimes having the burger, like, okay, like that is the thing that you probably do really need. And I feel like we almost glamorize, you know, like the diet, right? We almost glamorize like, oh, I eat clean. I, you know, work out every single day. Like we glamorize this thing, but it's like, okay, but are you like overworking out or like, are you hyperextending, you know, are you, are you overexerting yourself? Right. Like, are you, is it too obsessive? Like, are you doing things that 
deep down, like that's actually not a good thing. And we can see that not just in your health, but also in other areas. Like sometimes, and, and you mentioned the Pharisees, it's like, they made a great show of their faith, right? But underneath that, I mean, what kind of person are you? Like, who are you really, you know? Exactly. And then it it just goes to show too, you could be making such a great show of your health. It's like, look at all this weight I lost and look at all the meals I'm prepping and stuff like that. But it's like, okay, but like, how are you really doing on the inside? Like, do you still hate your body? Because some people can lose a lot of weight and still hate their lives and hate themselves. Yes, yes, yes you know, or go to bed hungry, or they're, you know, zoning out in meetings because they're just thinking about, you know, they see a mirage of like ice cream or some <laughs> dancing around. They you see know. all the office donuts and they're like, I want one. <laughs> yes, it can make you, you know, very unproductive at work and it yes. can make you very distracted. I mean, when I had, um, when I was working as a medical scribe before I started my business, it was very, I mean, just the diet culture talk. It's all people knew how to talk about. It was their only way to connect was talking about, you know, what foods they were giving up or what new diet they were starting or like, oh, don't judge me for the lunch I'm having today, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like all that people talk about. And and number one, it can be a very, very triggering to work in that environment, but it's just, it just perpetuates diet culture, truly. You know, you, you, you said that it's a way that we connect and that's so interesting. Food really is a way that we connect. And it kind of goes back to your point of saying food serves so many purposes. And so it's like, you know, we can either have a relationship that's a little bit more healthy and sustainable, or we can have a relationship that's basically toxic, right? Like having yes. a relationship where we're constantly having to say like, oh yeah, you know, I'm giving up this or girl, don't judge me. I'm eating a donut. Like, now, wait a second now. Why can't you enjoy the donut? Let's start there. Yes, like, exactly. And it doesn't matter what I, it doesn't matter what I think about what you're eating either. Right. So that obviously person's caring too much about what you think. And when you were talking about like working out too excessively, it's like, okay, are we making that our idol now? Right. You know? So I think a good way to, for us to check ourselves, like, is this disordered or is this a healthy choice is to check our intention behind it. A good example, because I had a client ask me, hey, I saw that you have a standing desk now and you have one of those walking pads. Should I get one? This is a new client that just started working with me. She's very immersed in diet culture. So we we talked it out and we had a conversation about it. We ultimately decided that it wasn't the best time for her because she's still in this mindset. The more I work out, the more weight I'll lose, the more worthy I'll be. So it's like, if you're just getting a walking pad so that you can get more steps in to lose weight and burn calories, that is not the right intention to go about it. I was like, I got my walking pad because I'm constantly sitting down and I just need to move my body. I actually don't have a lot of time to go to the gym in this season of my life. So I need something that's literally at my desk that can help me move my body in a way that feels good and just refresh my energy. So I think you have to check your intention behind it. And that can give you a good indication of is this habit disordered or not? Same thing with ordering the salad or the burger. There are going to be times where you crave a salad. Like a lot of times if we go away for a weekend and, you know, maybe it's a vacation or maybe it's a holiday weekend. We didn't really think about what we were eating. Maybe we overindulged a little bit, drank too much alcohol, whatever it is. When we get back, we're like, I need a salad. Like I need a vegetable. And that's our body's way of telling us, Hey, I'm, I'm deficient in a couple of vitamins and minerals. You, we get cravings for a reason. So at that point, it's like, great, really good intention. 
yeah, we need to have some vegetables. I'm not saying we need to start a diet, but your body's looking for more nutrient dense food. So you might go out to eat and want the salad because you're like, I want something crunchy. I actually am craving a vegetable right now. That seems like the more aligning choice. But if your intention of getting the salad is, oh, I don't want them to think that I'm indulgent for ordering the burger or, you know, I had this thing earlier or I'm going out later to get dessert. So I have to make room for it and I have to have the lower calorie choice. It's like, if we're thinking like that, that's probably not the best time to get the salad and you should just get the burger. You know, intent is so important. Intent is so important. I mean, as you were just giving those examples, I was like, yep, it's all about what is our intention with anything that we do. And especially as believers, because it's so easy to get caught up in what looks good, right? What we think looks good or what we think somebody else expects of us and not truly what I'm going to say, like what, what maybe works for us or what serves us and what glorifies God best. You know what I'm saying? We're so focused on looking good outwardly that we're not actually good inwardly. And then we make all these decisions that are super unaligned with anything that we could desire because we're trying to put on this picture or facade that everything is okay when really it's not. And that happens so often. And and it's so interesting because I went through this season, especially right after I had King, I went through a just wild season of making decisions that prioritized what things would look like on the outside versus Mm -hmm. what I maybe intuitively knew was best. I might've thought to myself, okay, maybe I should make this decision, but I would intentionally go the other way because I'm like, well, what if, you know, all these people are like this, that, you know, especially like you got all the in-laws and just all these people that are like, my mom have all the stuff that I'm like, girl, leave me alone. These are my kids. But you know, <laughs> now I'm at that stage now, but I wasn't at that stage before. And so it's just, it's so interesting to see. I hope this gives somebody permission to be like, you know what, let me follow my own intuition. Right. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times our intuition is really Holy Spirit, right? It's Holy Spirit mm-hmm. leading us in a certain direction. And we have to trust that like, God is not going to, I mean, God is not going to lead us, you know, all the way off the path. That doesn't make any sense. Why would he do that? So, you know, it's trusting that our intuition really is spirit led, you know, and it kind of makes me something that you said made me think about, you know, just how we see people like in the online space, even if everything on the outside looks perfect. And then a few weeks later, you hear this thing where they're like, yeah, everything is just falling apart or they quit their business or whatever. Oh my gosh, I just thought everything was so perfect. It's because so often we are really living unaligned lives, right? We're really Mm -hmm. not walking with our intuition. We're not really, you know, using our own internal compass or moral code or whatever. And so we're making these decisions. We're doing these things, whether it's in our health and our business or whatever. And it really is, you know, backfiring, right? It's backfiring. Because it's not relatable. Yeah, it's not relatable. That perfect show is not relatable. And I think sometimes, you know, we see, especially a lot of business coaches out there are like, hey, if you sign up for my program, you can live like me and, and, you know, have all this flashy stuff and go on all these vacations and only work four hours a week. And it's just so problematic with with all of that. Yeah, I mean, but you also see them, I want to say though, too, with that point, it's like you also see them with their 4am routine and their hours of journaling and, you know, this perfect, perfect meal that they're eating. And so like, it's not even just like the business side. It's like when you look at people's lives holistically, and this is why I feel like it's so important for us to kind of break away from the overall overall idea of diet culture, because it really does 
feed its way into every part of life because, you know, I mean, for lack of better words, people can sell you a dream, right? They're selling you a dream, but it's like that dream it's one probably not even working for them. Like they're probably a Pharisee. Like so, note for everyone: don't be a Pharisee. Probably fair, um, don't be a Pharisee. <laughs> title for the episode. That's the title, girl. That is the title because listen, we don't have time. But it's not relatable. It's, and not- it's not realistic. It's not relatable. Like Jesus said, like it's impossible to follow the law perfectly. Yeah. So if if that's our qualification to get to heaven, nobody's getting to heaven. Exactly. Exactly. And it's just like, and if that's the and and. If that's the way we're going to live, like, like, oh my gosh, how boring would it be that we have to like have a perfect 4am routine and we have to, you know, perfectly eat these foods. And like, if it, it's like, oh my gosh, like you can't even enjoy the fullness of life because we're just so worried about, oh, I, I had one too many cheeseburgers. So I got to eat salads for the next two months. Like get out of here, please. Can we just chill? I don't want to go low carb or I mean, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with you. I'm just saying, I, I don't want to do all this. Right I want to. And I feel like this is something you talk a lot about. It's like the intuitive eating. Like, what does your body need? Because like you said, our body is going to tell us like what it needs. And I, I love how you mentioned, like, sometimes you have cravings, like we're having them for a reason. And that's something that I did know is like our body, like sometimes you'll crave something and there's a very yeah. real reason that like, we, you may be deficient in something and that's why your body is craving this thing so it's like it's it's learning it's knowing what your body needs as you you know grow and evolve and in different seasons so I really love that you kind of brought all that together because it does give some more perspective because I do feel like a lot of times as moms especially especially as moms and business owners because it's like not only are we full-time taking care of our kids but then we're also trying to grow this thing so it can be so easy to literally let everything go by the wayside because in the time that you're not with your kids, sometimes you just go straight jump into the business. And it's like, well, wait a second, what are you actually doing, you know, to prioritize you? Like going back to that missus, it's like, mm-hmm. how are you taking care of yourself? And maybe in the season, it's like you like you had with your grandfather, like just spending time with God and journaling. But then maybe there are those other seasons where, okay, I'm in a season right now where drinking water is my thing. Like if I don't do nothing else, I'll drink some water and that's fine, right? That's where I am. And I love that that was your initial answer of what you need in the season. Your body is going to tell you what you, I think that's the other important thing. It's like our bodies will really tell us. And I don't think until you just said it today, I didn't realize it until like, it just clicked for me just now. Your body will tell you. Mm-hmm. And I we don't have I'm- to rely on all these external things like a diet or even a coach giving you a prescribed meal plan. I don't prescribe meal plan for my clients. They tell me how they're currently eating and I can help them optimize, but it's like, I'm not going to give you what to eat. I'm not going to you know give you a diet. We don't have to rely on these external things. It's more about trusting our intuition and trusting intuitively what, what our body's trying to tell us. And then responding. It's like listening for those cues, but then responding out of care, love, and respect for ourselves. Because people can be listening and hear the hunger cues, but still skip the meal. Right. Right. So we got to eat. Uh, <laughs> it's like you gotta hear the hundred cues. You have to. That's actually a really, that's actually a really good point about like responding because, and th- and you know what, responding is so important. All, like, I mean, I, I feel like I keep tying everything back there because it really does. Like, it's relevant to so many areas, but it's like a lot of times we ignore the cues. We ignore our health cue, our body cues. We ignore our spirit cue. We ignore these things because yes. we're so tied to a dream. Yes. Oh, yeah. And that's not our dream. Not even your own dream. Yes. Isn't that crazy? When you think about it, I I mean, I'm even thinking to myself, wow, 
I literally just like made this up because I'm looking at what other people are, you know what I'm saying? When I think back to like different diets that I did and stuff, I literally did that because I was looking at somebody else's dream or looking at what somebody else was doing. And I actually would consider myself to be someone that I, I don't really do too much comparison. But when I think about the health side of my life, oh yeah, I will compare all day. I'll be like, dang, okay. So this is what I'm supposed to look like, you know, especially yeah. when you see people that you're like, oh man, I would really love to have this or snapback culture is huge mm -hmm. for us moms. We just, I, I hate it so much, but it's yeah. a huge thing for us. And so now that I think about it, it's like, wow, you know, there are so many areas where we are really buying into a dream that probably is not actually your dream. When you really mm -hmm. think about it, like, I don't think a mom actually wakes up and it's like, okay, so after I have this baby, two days later, I need to be skinny. If I'm not, then I am just a failure. No, we're thinking about bonding with a child. Like, with a baby. Like, that's what Absolutely. we really care about. So, mm -hmm. oh, that's so good. And I went to a good, I went to a good Friday service. It was the first time that I ever went to a good Friday service. And the pastor was talking about, you know, that one scripture where we need to, we need to die and take up our own cross. Yes. And he said, like the action of us taking up our own cross, like the cross can look like a million different things. Some of them might be good things like our dreams and our hopes and our desires. Like some of those need to die yes. to be able to follow Jesus. And oh, that just really got me thinking. And so after that, I've been thinking ever since, you know, God put it on my heart that like seven years ago that I was meant to open a mega wellness center. That's very collaborative with a lot of different specialties. And I feel very called to open that in Nashville. But after that sermon, I'm like, okay, even though God put that on my heart, I wasn't quite in my faith journey yet. Like, yes, like I was Catholic, but I wasn't really Christian. I hadn't really like, I didn't have a relationship with Jesus like I do now. And I'm like, is that I had, you know, I'm so I'm in the coming conversations with God now, like, is this still in your will? And I need to keep asking that because you could end up on a path that is not. And now is it my dream or is it his dream? Oh, this is so good. And this, this leads us right into my last question. But first I want to say, this is so true. And I feel like there are so many ways, it, you know, it's just, I hate it for us as Christians. It's just so easy for us to get like derailed. It's so easy for us to like hear like, okay, I think I heard God say this to me. And then we just like, we, you know, keep praying for that. And so I always tell people like, we just have to make sure we continue to pray for confirmation, you know, or, or like pray for like more, you know, and I mean, obviously God is not going to say, okay, here's step one, step two. Like, I mean, that would be great, but he doesn't do that. So, okay, cool. We'll, we'll allow it. <laughs> it's like, you know, really like, we. It, I feel like that's like the conundrum I guess that we have as as Christians of like you know sometimes we don't we we don't know or we just need that extra confirmation so I'm gonna be praying for that as well like that you receive you. confirmation in that because girl I get it I'd be having I have so many ideas of things that I want to do and I'm like Lord did you tell me this or did I make this up like what happened like, <laughs> this is coming from right yeah. I'd be tripping sometimes but this actually gets us to our very last question and it's something that I'm going to start asking everyone so but you're actually the first person that I've asked but Ooh. I would love to know, I want you to answer it, fill in the blank. The woman I'm becoming is blank. Jesus. <laughs> I don't know that came at first, but is that weird? <laughs> That's not weird. I, I, the, I'm just learning so much more about you. I, I'm like an excited baby Christian right now. Like, I don't know why I just had a vision of like baby Yoda, like, but. <laughs> I'm, I'm so done. You know what though? You did, you did the whole move. 
like that is me right now. I'm just like such a cheerleader for the Lord and I'm learning more about Jesus and I'm just trying to be more like him, not be Jesus, but be just be more like him. And also the woman I'm becoming is someone that can just be and Mm. not do. I'm really trying to heal from that. Yes. Abby, that was perfect. Becoming more like Jesus and the person that can be instead of do. I think that's so powerful. And I'm excited to just see you. Cont- I mean, you, you listen, you know how I feel about you and your faith and just talking about, I love talking about Jesus with you. I love talking Bible. Like, it's just, I mean, honest, I, I don't think you've realized the impact that you have had on my life. And I feel like sometimes as believers, we don't realize that you know, yeah, we're supposed to, you know, spread the gospel. Right. But I think there's something so powerful about the one, you know, like Jesus, Jesus, that, that parable, you leave the one, I mean, sorry, you leave the 99 to go get the one. And it's like, I feel like you're a great example. I'm the one and you are coming for me. And I'm just like, man, and I know you probably are like, girl, listen, but I, I, I truly mean like, I, sometimes I can feel like the lost sheep, you know what I'm saying? And you just, you always come in and you're like, hey, guess what I learned? Or this is what, and I'm just like, look at, look at her coming for the one, you know? And it, it is just, <laughs> it really does like restore my faith, keep renewing my faith. And so I just want to just say, like, I just, I love your relationship with God. And I, I really do feel like you're definitely living out this woman that you're becoming, right? The woman that you're wanting to be. So that was so good. I want you to tell us, I know, girl, I don't, I don't want to start crying. I got to stop. Oh, um, I love you. But I want you to tell us like how we can keep up with you. If there's anything like you have an email list or something that we, and I'll make sure I put everything in the show notes, but just like, let us know how we can continue to connect with you. Yes. Okay. So if you want my chaotic life and my weekly sermon debriefs, I feel like after, you know, on Sundays, I normally post like, Hey, here's what I got for my weekly sermon as well as health and Instagram story for sure. So I'm on Instagram and TikTok, mainly abby.stacier. And then I also have my podcast too. And we can link up the episode I had K on recently. We talked about how to elevate your face. So we'll link that episode up in the show notes, but my podcast is be about being better. And I do have an email list as well. So we send out emails every Monday. We call it our Be About Being Better bundle. So you get something to read, something to click, and something to watch. Oh, that's so cute. I love that. It's <laughs> really cute. Okay. And I'll make sure I'll list all those things in the show notes. Abby, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, thank you, Kay. I really appreciate it. And until next time, I will talk to you later, darling. Thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget to follow me on the gram at Mrs. K Hillman and let me know you're picking up what I'm putting down. Take a screenshot of you listening to this podcast and share it in your stories and leave a young thug a review so I know it's real. May you walk in your purpose and call in each and every day to become the CEO and woman you were designed to be. Until next time, let's get this money.